Tracy Mack on Newcastle in the morning. For the program, you're with Tracy Mack. It helps if I put the right uh, the right microphone on, and especially with my uh, my current guest in the studio, <laughs> somebody who knows how to <laughs> how to push the right Hang on, buttons. I'm just trying to find out where you've got my headphones. <laughs> oh, there we are. Now there I we go. Hear. You're right now. Right. Yes, okay. yes, that is yes. the beautiful dulcet tones of uh, Councillor Carol Duncan. How are you? Oh, you've got stickers. I've got stickers. I've got. Um, oh, are, are there still any of the uh, the picks in there? No. I'll have to get you a pick. There's also okay. we, we've got guitar guitar picks, picks for the guitar playing some. That'd yes. be great. Yes, yes. I thought you'd got like that. Got my sticker. Got your sticker. You can take that away. How Thank are you. you? I'm very well. Thank you. That's good. Man, it was a busy weekend in and around Newcastle and the Hunter this weekend, wasn't it? There's was just so much happening. I'm exhausted. You know, when you get to this time of year and you're just already like exhausted, and then the workload increases by, you know, yeah. 200%. Yeah, because yeah. you've got all your Christmas things happening. You've got everything that you've got to get done before oh, Christmas. I haven't got time for Christmas no, things. No, Have you put your deckies up yet? What? See, Look, see I'm with you. I'm, I'm, I'm the all-year-round fairy light queen. <laughs> you are, actually, having, yeah, having yeah. known you and lived near you for yeah. many years. Oh, yes. there's more coming. Is there? Yeah. You've got more up. Okay. Well, we have an electrician that lives next door, so I've, I'm going to say to Pete, he doesn't know this yet, Pete next door, Pete. Um, Pete, can I have some more? Outdoor power points because it's not enough. <laughs> oh, your Pete's going to kill you. No, 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 no. He's he's no. He's an enabler when it comes to fairy lights. See? Oh, I love it. Yeah. Are you a person? I Wait mean, till I get them all over the city. I'm working on it. Can, good. Can we? I love that. Yeah. I love fairy lights. Yeah. I love. I I just love. You know. Um. It was quite funny. Uh, obviously, I've just got back from the UK not long ago, and uh, one day, yeah, one day we're up in Oxford Street. Nothing. Mm. There was nothing. And then the next day we got up there and there's all of these fairy lights and stars and they do it absolutely incredibly, don't they? Can you remember the days, although you, you probably wouldn't because you didn't live here, but um, back the days you used to go and have a look at the store lights and you used to have a look at all of that along Hunter Street and the store was just incredible to go yeah. and have a look at those windows. It's Send me some amazing. photos of that, people. If you've got some and we'll stick them on Lost Newcastle. No, so for me the equivalent was David Jones mm. in Sydney. Yeah. It's just amazing, isn't it? But we all do it ourselves now. You know, mm. that's that's the thing. It's so affordable. I uh, I had the visit to IKEA on the weekend. I had to go <gasps> down there and back to pick up a, a bed for the daughter. Uh-huh. And uh, oh wow, I've come home with some. Isn't it the happiest place on earth? I I once went to IKEA um, to buy a garlic crusher because they've got the best garlic crusher. Okay, I wish you know, I'd you, know that. you get lots of different ones, yeah. but it is the bomb. And I went there to buy it and it was like $3.50 or you know, whatever it was. And about $370 later. later. <laughs> Never mind. Very similar. Mm. Very, very similar. I did I did the whole click and collect and you know, then went and parked. Yeah. And then went, oh, I'm going to go in and have a look. IKEA, Bunnings. Oh, the chocolate room at Babina. What, mm. el- what else makes you happy when you having a bit of retail therapy it's definitely man for me that that ikea world was oh i haven't been to ikea since i used to live down in sydney so that's you know we're talking a long time ago now i used to go to the one at moore park and so i was yes I, tracy was uh needed a good bex and lie down when i got back here <laughs> Muso's <laughs> corner for all the microphones because i can never have enough microphones no, and headphones you can't can you no. but yeah anyway let's go back to christmas decorations um <laughs> So, Lou Wilkinson put her tree up last weekend. Well, there's no tree in here. No, not yet. What are you doing? See, I'm, I'm the 1st of December. I'm the 1st of December. Yeah, or, me or, too. You know, or the 17th of December or, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it just depends when I get around to Next it. Next August. Yeah, exactly. You can't rush these things, don't yeah. you? can't. Yeah. Now, uh, a very exciting announcement from, uh, from Newcastle Council this morning. With 16 projects 
funded uh, to the tune of uh, of almost $800,000 through the city centre and Derby Street uh, precincts. This is great. This is to help the nighttime economy. Tell me all about it. This is part of the the fabulous SBR uh, funding project that the BIAs uh, in the city support and through the, the special business rate. And what it does is it enables the the BIAs uh, is activation, beautification, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, mm. of of those commercial precincts. Um, and this enables them to do cool stuff and encourage the community support the businesses encourage the community us as as shoppers and visitors to to come in and do stuff mm. so yes this is the the latest round um which is going to be looking at some more amazing events for next year this is from the city of newcastle um BIA, which is fabulous. It is fabulous, isn't it? And it's uh, it's about supporting the nighttime economy. Um, it is one of the big things that uh, the council continues to do, along with the you know the live music task force. It is an exciting time to be in this city, isn't it? Yeah, look, it is. And we, if if we we like crunch the nerdy numbers, and you know when we were looking at things like our after dark economy uh, strategy and the live music strategy, we know that in the twelve months before COVID. Uh, the economic benefit was something like $1.6 billion. Uh, And we know what we need to try to do to increase that Mm. um, by a lot. And it's all doable. It is all doable. But it will take a lot of work on behalf of all of the stakeholders. This is not just something that the city can do, but Mm. all of our venues and our operators and our little cafes and our hotels, hospitality, uh, everybody. But for this next round, yeah, it's super exciting that we're seeing Newcastle Food Month will be coming back in April, which is... Just a month, love that. you know, month, month, month of, of eating. Who doesn't yeah. love that? Uh, the thriving gardens, which is more of even more of the installation of the shopfront gardens and um, green doorways and things like that, which you see a lot of in Hamilton now and the sum up Derby Street as well. It's uh, Jared from Herb Urban does a lot of that, mm. which is fantastic. Um, uh, the the Derby Street magazine, which Newcastle Weekly will be uh, creating. Fantastically, a few months ago, because that closed. Yeah, closed under, completely. Yeah, yeah. And, and was purchased by a local um, who is now, I think, creating four magazines, <laughs> which is just superb. It's wonderful, isn't it, for the city? That's what we need. We need more local media supporting local local events and local things that are happening. Yeah. I mean, that's what it's all about. Yeah. Well, you know, how much local media do we really have in this city Not anymore? Much. You know, hi, Tracy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Hi. Hi. That, that's about hi, it. Hi, Newcastle Life. Yeah. Um, and West Best Block Fest. Now, I've got to tell you about that. I was Did just you about go? No. So I was in the UK when that happened. Ah. So I missed it. But I saw all of the, uh, all of the coverage. I mean, obviously, the guys here did a huge uh, a huge bit on it yeah. and uh yeah it, it seems like it was just fantastic and i know you and i ran into each other at the supermarket <laughs> after i'd spent 15 minutes standing looking at milk um <laughs> tracy <and laughs> just gotten off a plane you weren't doing your best i wasn't day, was i no. no not at all not at all when mm. it takes 15 minutes to decide what milk we buy we know <laughs> we know we're jet lagged but at that point in time you talked to me then about uh how successful that had been yeah. and uh, yeah. and that it looked like it was going to roll around for those who aren't aware of, of the event, tell us uh, tell us about it. What was it? The West Best Block Fest was this amazing one-day music festival that was spread across six venues. So we're going from the Family Hotel down to uh, the Happy Wombat, um, Rogue Scholar, around the corner to the Star, Jams, Karaoke. So that precinct, that block there. Yeah. And what they did between uh, from midday until 10pm was they had a big music festival, which was something like over 60 different artists 
um, over the 10 hours amongst those venues. It was the last weekend of New Annual. It mm. was the last weekend for the Big Picture Fest and the Little Festival. And it was just the most fun day I think I've had in this city mm. in a long, long time. It was superb. Wrapped up at 10 o'clock, um, but it was wonderful. Every artist was able to be paid. Uh, and it was Yay. all... I know. It was all done... Um, and all collaborated on by the businesses themselves. So this is those venues who offer live Mm. music and they just pulled together and they risked it. You know, they risked organising it. They they took all of the financial risk Mm. on that and it was superb. So uh, they put in an application for some SBR funding to do it again in 2023 and they were successful. So um, I think they're also trying to get some additional Create New South Wales funding or something like that. But Mm. that were just – it was – it was one of the best live music days I've seen in a long time. And Dylan Oakes, uh, who is is the owner of uh, of many of those uh, those love, wonderful establishments, but he he was the creator of of Westbeck Best Block. He was the mm. brains behind it. He I know that he was in here not long ago talking with uh, with Bonnie and Steve, and uh, it really was just a uh, it was an idea. And it just grew wings, didn't it? And yep. everybody came behind him and supported it. Yeah. And I think this is one of the really important things about what the BIAs and the SBR funding does. It, it helps to it, – it does so many things. It helps support the businesses. Like they're paying the special business rate. Mm. Um, it helps to support them. It helps them to collaborate with each other. So they're not competing they're actually working together mm. uh, to create something really, really special. And the benefit for that as, you know, of that for the community is that we get cool stuff to do. And that's what we like. Yep. That's exactly what we like. And it was just amazing. It, it was honestly, it was one of the best days out that I've had in the city in a long time when it comes to the city being full of people and live music. So you just wandered from venue to venue. You didn't like the mm. band. You went to the next one. Mm. And then you went back and there'd be someone you did. And it was just phenomenal. And it was 100% Newcastle performance. Now, tell me about the Hunter Street Stride. Oh, do you want to do it? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, come on. It's going to start from like right near here at Bar Mellow. Yeah, and um, done. And it, that's going to be twelve venues from Bar Mellow, which is here. They're actually, I think, their landlords doing some work on the. It's the old bank corner building, yeah. doing some work. They're right down to Shippies in the East End on a Saturday. Just wander. We can drink and walk. Oh, we could probably light rail. You could too, couldn't we? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when you're not, you're not. You could have a little mineral water or a nice milkshake on yes, your way. Definitely, yeah. Yes, definitely. Yes. No, that sounds wonderful. Now, uh, the other really exciting, uh, exciting one is uh, chalk the walk. Now, I again, I was away for a lot of, of obviously the new annual. Mm. Is this part of that? The the all the chalk that was on the, yeah. the and the three dimensional that yeah. was amazing. Yeah, it's fabulous, isn't it? It's so clever. So clever. So for, for people who haven't seen them, these are an illustration of, of, of something uh, in chalk on the footpath and they are done with a perspective. You probably have seen some on Facebook, you know, where it looks like there's a big manhole or something, but mm. it's not. It's just been drawn there by a very clever artist. Um, and people have loved those. So there's going to be a trail of those as well. And you get to stop and, you know, sit in someone's hand metaphorically, um, you know, mm. in these illustrations or whatever, and take some photos. And the perspective is so cool, it just brings them alive. And people love them. I love all that. It's just, it's incredible. And there's so much to look forward to. There really is, isn't there? Now, uh, the other one that I wanted to talk to you about is, uh, obviously, Van Gogh Alive was was incredible. 80,000 people through 20, there. 20,000 more than Canberra. Mm. Yeah. 
That's phenomenal. It is phenomenal. What um, What was the reaction from the uh, from the organisers? Were they Were they They were Absolutely. obviously stoked that they came to Newcastle. Absolutely thrilled. Mm. Absolutely thrilled. And if you look at the recent three week run of Jersey Boys, that was a record breaker for the Civic Theatre. Mm. You know, over ten and a half thousand tickets sold. Uh, absolute record breaker. We have come from away coming early next year, which I saw just a couple of weeks ago in Sydney. You did. Is it good? Oh my God, it is so good. I wasn't quite sure how you would tell the story because if for those of you who are unaware, as I was mm. in trying to figure out how you turn this into a musical, it's the story of um, 9-11, 2001, when all of the planes heading to New York were diverted to a tiny little town in um, Newfoundland called Meander. And it was about how over the next like five days, the community had to uh, feed, accommodate thousands and thousands of people, um, people who had no medications, because they had no access mm. to their luggage, um, breastfeeding women, you name it, you know, even hygiene products for women. How do you do that in a, a tiny, tiny town when all of a sudden uh, you've got seven and a half thousand people? But it's uplifting and it's sad and it's evocative and it's just brilliant. And I think we're already up to around 5,000 tickets. Fantastic. So if you want to get tickets, yeah, get them. Get them. Yeah, because I expect that will sell out. Yeah. Where are, I mean, we haven't even talked to Elton John yet, have we? I mean, there is some incredible things coming to this area next year. We've got the mm. Women's World Cup. You know, we've mm. got so much happening next year, don't we? Yeah, we do. And I think Elton announced ex- an extra show. Mm. Uh, but that'll be phenomenal. Um, another th- one of those wonderful things for you to to try and get involved in. One of the things that's coming to council this month is a cultural precinct strategy that's been a couple of years in the works, but it's a huge body of work, actually. Uh, And I guess it stems from, you know how if you're in in town... If you're in town, you kind of shake your hands at Civic Park and City Hall and, you know, that spot and go, Mm. that's the cultural precinct. But what does that actually Mm. mean? You know, and, and how does it work? And yet, if you get off the light rail at Civic, you know that that's a Civic Theatre right there in front mm. of you because it says so. But if you're a visitor to Newcastle, you'll be going, well, where's the museum? Where's the art gallery? Where's the mm. library? Where are these five-star hotels? Where's the Victoria Theatre, which is another story? Mm. Uh, where is the Conservatorium? Where is City Hall? So there's a lot of work to be done there in things like wayfinding, for example, mm. uh, but also making sure that we capitalise on things like Hey, ten and a half thousand ticket sales for Jersey Boys. How does everybody else get a bite of that cherry? And that's what it's about: is bringing together the different stakeholders and interested parties to make sure that the left hand knows what the right hand is doing, uh, that everybody communicates better, everybody knows what is everybody else is doing, and can take the take advantage of the opportunities that come to us. We have the final supercars as well in the yep. under the current uh, contract. Obviously, yep. that's also happening come March. That's I suppose that's one of the big ones, isn't it, um, Carol? That uh, this is such a fantastic event for the city. Mm. Um, but you know, how do we make sure that we take advantage of that? That is the big thing, isn't it? I remember the very first one, and I was having a chat to the guys who, at that stage, had the beautiful reserve wine bar. Um, and the problems and, and cons- concerns that they expressed about, you know, where people were being funnelled by the event organisers to actually access. And and it was legitimate concerns. And so council liaised with the organisers to make sure that in the second year, uh, the way that people were moved around was changed and that helped. But you're absolutely right. One of the things that we constantly need to be looking at, and we're, we actually got a report on this uh, a week or so ago, is about our local procurement. So how does the city, when it's, you know, spending money mm. on 
events or anything, uh, purchasing anything, how do we make sure that we spend as much as we possibly can uh, with local businesses? Mm. Um, And that has gone up just off the top of my head, Mm. and forgive me if I'm wrong, but that has gone up to something like, gone up 20% over the last Mm. couple of years. Oh, that's good. Yeah, which is, so Mm. so that also includes, we measure things like um, uh, First Nations owned businesses, businesses that support disability and so on. So to actually look at that and deliberately strategize how can we continue to improve that's really important. Mm. It really is because, I mean, that was a, a one of the big complaints coming out of the very first supercars that, you know, all the catering was shipped in, all of the, uh, you know, all the stallholders were, were you know, part of the, the brigade that goes around. And, and you know, they, they do. Supercars do have a family and it does does roll around from one, one event to the next. And that is always going to be part of it. You know, you, you're not going to have your super cheap autos. And their contracts be between Destination New exactly. South Wales and Supercars. And we've just got to make sure that that we take advantage in the best way possible. We, we try to influence um, and have a say on that. Mm. And, you know, some of the things that we have been able to achieve is reducing the bump in, bump out period. Um, those sort of things, you know, where mm. we can try to tweak it, uh, we, we do. Mm. There's been some uh, some unfounded, I believe, criticism around uh, the grass, the, the damage that was left by, by Van Gogh Alive. A very, very unfounded criticism from an event manager. Um, you know, the fact that, uh, that that is now going to be fenced off for six weeks. Carol, that event got the most rain that we've ever seen in, in a long, long time. Um, it had 80,000 people come through. I don't think that's too bad. If, if what we've got to pay for that is that we've got six weeks that we have to repair the grass, but we also learn for the next time that something comes in, we know how to do it even better. And that's what a world-class city is all about. It's not about shutting down that, that Camp Shortland. It's about <laughs> using it and using it better. That's what major events and major cities are about. Those sorts of contracts usually involve, if there is any sort of damage mm. to the surface, and you would know this from your previous life in events management, but also in in sports management, Uh, the contracts usually state that the organiser have to repair and make good at Mm. their own expense. Correct. There you we'll, go. Well, remember, remember when the galaxy came to town? <laughs> <laughs> oh, do we remember when the galaxy came <sighs> to town? Anyway, so yeah, you you cannot have a massive event like that and be naive enough to think that, you know, there won't be some damage to the grass. Mm. Well, the organisers have to fix it and they are. Mm. And you know what? I don't have an issue with that. If that's closed off for six weeks, we exposed this city to 80,000 people. 80,000 people came into this area and uh, and took part in that. Hmm. I'll deal with that. The other 95% of Foreshore Park is unaffected and that's open exactly for use right. as usual. Hmm. There is that. Yeah. Anyway, so, that's a whole other conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I guess it's like, you know, the, the live music mm. thing. Um I've said it before and I'll say it again, Newcastle is not now and never has been a dormitory suburb. Um, and, you know, the, the complaints about live music, when I think about how incredible the West Best Blockfest mm. was in particular, um, you know, seriously, we, we this, the city supports a thriving live music, arts and cultural industry and, you know, 16% uh, of, our, of, of the city's... Um, uh, employment is in cultural 
activities, so nighttime economy. So thirteen percent, sorry, uh, is in the the nighttime mm. nighttime economy. It is really really important. You know, we it's very important. We don't want a sleepy suburb in the city. You know, this is the seventh largest city in Australia, and start behaving like it. If you if 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 it's too noisy for you, and at the oh, the complaints about ships' horns. Anyway, if it's too noisy for you, then you shouldn't be moving into the the centre of the seventh largest city in the country. And complaining about the noise. When mm. when you come in here, don't complain about the noise. Don't don't move up to Madawi and complain about the the aeroplanes. You know, it is the same thing. You are moving into a city. And uh, how are we going? I mean, I know that, uh, and you, you're across this as well. You know the. Uh, the Newtown special special precincts and the enter- the live entertainment precincts that are starting to happen down in uh, down in Sydney. Where are we at with that for here in Newcastle? Are we it's, getting closer? It's something that we'll have to look at at some point. And I know that our planning people are looking at what's been happening in the Inner West, for example, mm. which has done some really strong work mm. in there. Uh, the Inner West also recently said, you know, we're going to make open all of our former town halls for arts and cultural spaces, which is terrific, but we don't, like, have them. No, we don't. Although I think we do need more arts and cultural spaces as much as we can possibly help support and provide. Um, so that's something that we, we we will have to think about and consider uh, with the best possible advice, both from the state government. There was a massive amount of work done mm. over the last few years with the Live Music Task Force uh, and the Live Music Office in New South Wales. So Senator John Graham and John Wardle and, and those people. Mm. So we need to, but we have done a lot. You know, we've we've got an amendment on our Section 149 planning certificates now, or 7.11, or whatever they are, um, that says if you're buying a property in, in the city of Newcastle, then, you know, we support a healthy nighttime mm. economy, an after dark economy, and and there may be live music, there may be activities, there may be people on the streets. But mm. the more you have an active city, uh, the better everyone benefits economically. It supports our jobs and our families, um, and and the safer the city is as and well. The safer the city as well. So I guess we we have tried to act so far on the agent of change principle, mm. which is um, whoever makes the change is the one who has to remediate the problem. So, for example, with the Lassa Gary, the Lass has been there for a hundred and mm. many years. Um, if a developer is going to do something near there, then really the onus should be on them to mitigate the problem. Correct. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Agree with you completely. Oh, watch the letters rolling now. I know. I'm, oh, man. That's the thing, see. When, when Tracy's got her opinion shoes on, we're in big trouble here. Stephen Look, just goes, ah! I think it's just common sense, mm. isn't it? It is. Yeah. And and gone are the... Look, I'm, I'm sick of kowtowing to the minorities. Mm. You know, there's there's so many of us in here who want a vibrant city, who have got young children, who are starting to go out into town. You know, I, I want a safe place for them to go. It's all about, for me, it's about the equity of that experience. Mm. So it is, you know, you and I have got... Well, yours nearly an adult, minor adults, uh, but for people with younger kids or for older people, you know, mm. I want you to be able to come into the city and have a really wonderful night out. I want you to go and be able to do something really lovely before you go and see Come From Away at the Civic Theatre. And then when the show finishes at 9.30, I want you to be able to go and do something else that's really lovely and wonderful and fun and appropriate for your experience mm. and your preferred experiences. Instead um, of a closed down city. Yeah. And, and the... the the comments about live music. I mean, you know, what what's live music? What is it? 
It can be it's, anything, can't it? It yeah. can be whatever, whatever you, whatever entertainment or yeah. live entertainment you you want. It can be a piano bar, can be live, mm. can be live music. Come on down yeah. to the the Grand with the mm. Newcastle Improvised Music Association and check out some of their amazing mm. jazz stuff that they do. You know, it might be a kid who's been studying trumpet at the conservatorium. Um, yeah, it can be anything. Give, got to give our arts and creatives a fair we go. We do, we do, and uh, it's very nice to know that you're in there championing that cause. It's so swinging. You are, you are. So I know you sw- you're swinging from the rooftop sometimes, aren't you? <laughs> oh dear, it's fun and games. Well, listen, thank you so much for coming in and you're saying welcome. hi. It's so nice to see you and. Uh, Hopefully, we. What have we got? Are we five weeks away from Christmas, or are we Stop. four weeks? I know, Stop. I know. <laughs> hey, I've started my Christmas shopping. That's at least something. Oh, I hadn't even thought of that until you mentioned it. Yeah, Thanks, Trace. yeah. Sorry yeah, about that. Hey, sorry yeah. about that. Yeah. You've also got uh, two boys with two girlfriends now as well. Oh which, my lord! Uh, yeah, yeah, you should see our water bill. I don't want to know. Mm. No, no. Have a wonderful Christmas if I don't talk to you beforehand. Thanks thank for you for me. Uh, thank you for all of the incredible work that you are doing, in particular around that live music. Um, area, yeah, you really are a champion for uh, for that, and uh, and it's something that here at Newcastle Live we uh, we're with you in that we're in the trenches as well. Oh, so it's, it's our cultural heartland, it isn't is. it? Hopefully, it makes all our lives better. That would be good. Embrace the day with Tracy Mack on Newcastle Live.